Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. Audiskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Corey. I'm Kendall. Together, we host From the Middle, a comedy and culture podcast about being middle-class guys living in the middle of America in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view that fall somewhere in the middle. That's right, Corey. We chat about all things, mostly husband and dad life, geek culture and entertainment from a relatively centrist and regular point of view. We all hear enough about the extreme ends of the spectrum. So we thought we'd create a conversational and relaxed podcast from a moderate perspective. Flyover state? More like uh, state fairs, livestock. Guys, what's what's something that's cool and impactful that is the antithesis of boring? Yeah, I don't know, man. Listen to our podcast. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. That's From the Middle, available wherever you find podcasts and at From the Mid Pod everywhere. The Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not a motherfucker, but sure. You're, you're not a motherfucker? No. Uh, I mean, not literally. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a motherfucker in my book, buddy. No. Oh, well, thanks. As long as you always yeah. think of me that way, you know. Oh, so. for sure. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, what's going on, man? How's things down uh, your end of the world on California? Uh, we, <laughs> um, we're in the process of getting ready for the move. Yeah, we're mentally getting ready to to start packing up. We we have a uh, we have. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of stuff here, but we have a lot of stuff in storage, and we can't really do anything until we look at our the new unit. Because the first thing we plan on doing is obviously looking around and kind of mentally like like taking pictures and actually sure. being like, all right, we're going to put something there. We also have to meet up with other people that want to give us furniture, like my brother. My brother was like, oh, dude, I got a ton of furniture. And I'm like, you rich motherfucker, Jesus Christ. You also realize we have a ton of furniture, right? I mean, that's what you're saying to the guy. You know, it's like we already have a ton of furniture. I mean, sort no, what he's, yeah, but like we don't know. We, like, we don't have a couch. Like we don't have a couch in storage or anything, so it's okay, just like so yeah, that'll the help. furniture we have is most like the stuff we have in her storage is mostly like kitchen shit, like mm. stuff that will make 
a house a house. Sure. But like you just stand and eat. So but my my brother uh was nice enough to say like my Alex is actually like super gung ho about us like moving into downstairs at, at Ron's. Yeah, because like, then he's, he's never gonna have to go so... to Ron's house again. No, I, I think it's I mean I think it's <laughs> partly that and but it's also I think uh you know, he, because he does occasionally visit Ron, but he's never come out here. Right. To put all... uh, so that means he'll be but, able to hang out with you again, I guess? Theoretically. Um, you know, I mean, he also used to work out here. And I like I said, like, you work out here, dude, like before COVID. Sure. Like, why don't you come visit? But he visited us as much as he did when he, you know, uh, before COVID, which was never. Right. So, <laughs> um. So we have to kind of figure that out and mentally kind of look at the place and and then we have to flea bomb just just as I think that's the thing that everybody should do before they move into a new place is just before you fucking took any furniture in all the old shits out from the other tenant, just fucking flea bomb the place just as a just as a prerequisite. So, yeah, sometimes they won't give you that choice, but I know what you're saying. Like when you go into a complex, generally, they don't give you that kind of option. You know what I mean? Right. So. But uh, well, good man. I'm. I mean, I know. I know moving is a pain in the balls, but I'm sure you guys will be glad to kind of have, because you've never really had your own place from as long as I've known you. Like you lived with Ron before, and you're still kind of living with Ron now. But this is much different than the situation you were in when I met you, compared to. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not living upstairs in his second bedroom. But you know, I'm not living in the place that I grew up in. Well, you be. Yeah, uh, but when I met you, you were living in the garage. So. I, and that was well. I had moved. I had lived in the garage off and on over the years, but like the garage just kept getting rotted and right. and leaky, and and it was just an overall. I mean, like I was glad I had my own private area because if I was upstairs in the second bedroom, Dad would have just fucking knocked on the door or not, just walked in. Right, and day, that's everything. that's kind of my point though. Now in this new area that you're going to be living in at his place, you're going to have like your own entrance. You're going to have your own plate. It's it's going to be very very. Different right, thing. but yeah. it, it is still wrong. There's still a possibility that you may just <laughs> yes. fucking, I'm know, aware, he, but we may get our own like Italian Kramer or something, just like bust in, and we're like, we, uh, Steph and I were like talking about last night. Like, there's three, there's a strong three, probability that three uh, words change the locks. That's all I'm saying. Legally, he is landlord. Those are my words. Change you the can't locks. Change the it's locks. It's your dad. Anyway, no, I get it. I'm fucking with you. But anyway. Um, everyone told me to change the locks and I'm like, if, the, if he wasn't the landlord, I would. <laughs> no, I gotcha. I, well, hey, listen, if your brothers are even telling you to do it, fucking do it. But anyway, that's another conversation. So, well, hey, listen, good luck with that. I know, I know next couple of weeks are going to be a bit of a headache for you for that. So, you know, starting, starting with starting Halloween, is going to be kind of crazy. Because yeah. that's when we officially can start doing shit. Right, uh, right. Not to mention, I will actually be going back to the video room, um, allegedly, but like for like one day a week. Mm. But I don't know the circumstances of if I'm there as an employee or or if I'm there as like a consultant. Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Joe and I are talking. Speaking of videos, we have a movie franchise we are going to be talking about this week uh, as week four of our horror-inspired October series this year. Um, (laughs) And this week, picking up kind of where we left off um, last episode, we are talking about Underworld, 
the the film series, uh, vampire film series. So, or as I look at it now, I look at it as the vampire Resident Evil. It's it's really similar in, in style wise. I only say that it's you know it's funny you say that and you kind of stole my joke without knowing it. So fuck you. But um, Resident Evil Four or not Resident Evil Four Underworld Four Awakening. I was just gonna call Resident Evil Underworld. Because that right. that one, but see, that's the only one I feel like, and and we'll get there when we get to the end. But I feel like Blood Wars kind of went back to more what Underworld is as opposed to Resident Evil. Um, I do, I do. Um, I think you, I think I know what you're alluding to like Resident Evil. I'm sorry. Uh, now you're making me do it. Yeah. Underworld Four is like government medical scientists are the villains kind of thing. So, and, 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 and they're being frozen and then knocked out for a couple of years. Like the whole, the whole premise is very Resident Evil. And, uh, and even like having like the, cause the, 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 the two main werewolves in Awakening aren't even like, they almost feel created like the T virus would do with the zombies, like it's, mm-hmm. but it doesn't spread. So it's a little weird. But I mean, they even call the vampires an infection, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of Resident Evil tropes. Um, and then there's a fucking Vampire Chronicles reference in there too, but it flips to the other side with um, the Lycans instead when they call the guy Maris. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, but we'll we'll get there. Um, All right, I well, think. Yeah, we'll start at the so we'll start at the beginning. Underworld one. I love. I well, listen. You and I talked briefly off air the other day about these films. We didn't talk much, and and look at you know, guys. We Rico and I, as you know, we are friends. We do talk. We do our best to avoid talking about what we're going to make show content off air because we right. want you guys to hear what we have to say. But every once in a while, we do confer and. Um, we want spots at eighty, and and you know, if we're going to have any drama, we want it recorded. Oh, for sure. Um, but we did say, and I think we're in agreement on this that the first three are very good, very mm-hmm. good. I the the they could have stopped with three, you know. I agree. And and actually, my my true feeling on it is that they really could have not done Awakening and just done Blood Wars. And it would have still worked. I I think it would have played well. I I don't, you know. I think it would have well, still tied together. Like if they had made Bloodworth four, four and just stopped, it would have been perfect franchise up to this point. If if you excluded the well, not a perfect franchise. If you excluded well, the whole thing about like the daughter and everything, because it would have been like, oh hey, there's she has a daughter that we introduced in four, but we're gonna like a reference in five. You see what I'm saying? Like the no, but I'm saying, kind of the but if they, the they could have no, but they could have handled it differently. They could have just said, you know, her her daughter was taken away from her, and then she doesn't know where she is. Like that whole thing, like she doesn't know where she is. Like the only thing they they needs to be taken out of Blood Wars is the whole reference to the the um being held captive. Do you know what I mean? Like really, that's the only part. The rest of it I still would have played. It still would have worked. Could've, they could have tweaked it and just not done four and five. Is really how I'd I look at I it. I liked five. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really did enjoy five. Um, four four five. was the one that that kind of had me like, eh. but um, anyway. I I had a feeling because I told you I was like I did not like five. If Steph and I were both watching five, we were like, what the serious fuck? And then I told I mean. 
peek behind the curtain, I told you, I'm like, look, you may throw me a curveball. You may say I fucking like five. And, and I mean, I'm not telling you it's I'm not telling you it's fantastic. I'm just telling you why I liked it. Um, but I want to I want to back up to one because we should start there. The thing I want to say right off the bat about one that I absolutely fucking love and I did not catch it until this um, viewing when I went back through these again for the episode is I am so, so happy that Celine never does the superhero landing. And she jumps from some high spots in multiple scenes in multiple movies, and she never does the superhero landing. So She almost does, though. One time. But the rest of them, if you if you watch, go back and watch. She she squats because it makes sense that you would absorb some of the landing. You wouldn't just land straight legged. But she doesn't right. go all the way down, knee to the ground, you know, as Deadpool calls it, the superhero landing. Like she doesn't right, do right, that. Right. Um, she, and I, she does sort of do. You're right. She does sort of a hybrid to throw in a little bit of their words sure. into it, where she kind of like. She doesn't land and then bend her knee and then like like kneel dramatically and then stand up. She just it's like she drops and then boop and then just comes right back up and just starts walking casually. Right, I'm and like, that's what I'm saying. Like I I've I've never jumped from something as high as she did, obviously, but I've jumped from high spots. And when you do, you tend to like kind of crouch a bit when you land to absorb. You know, I think it's natural instinct, honestly. Like I don't even think I purposely do uh, if it. I, you know, I think it's actually. Like because I read that they only had about two weeks to practice the wire work sure. for Underworld One, so like because it does kind of look like a, the wire is kind of like as she lands pulls her straight back up just like an inch to help absorb the drop, and Probably. I think it gives it a kind of a weird looking effect where she drops, she immediately stands up and walks. Yeah, but which... as as a vampire, I feel like that worked. Do you know oh, it worked. It was yeah. if it was a ha- if it was an accident, it was a happy accident. It looks better. And I and I'm all I'm saying is I agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of done with the like super like as far as I'm concerned, the only person who can kind of do that would be like Batman or like Superman, like where they're all drama, they're all flourish. Well, see, but the other thing with someone like Batman, and I guess to a degree, Celine has this too, but Batman's got the cape, so that, like, slows down the fall. And she's got that long-ass fucking trench coat, which, you know, let's let's be real, that opening scene with her on the ledge is very Batman, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's it, I it's very Batman or, or, or Catwoman-esque, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I say, I only say Batman more because of the flowing trench coat sure. behind her, you know, whereas... You know, Catwoman's not known for that, but um, I I've always loved the vibe of the first the first of the, the, the franchise, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I I love how dark it is. You know, you know, I'm not big into horror stuff, but to me, these aren't horror films. You know, I mean, they are esque, but they're not not like the ones you know I don't like. We'll put it that way. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there's it's a horror film. I mean, we we had. The Underworld films in the horror section of Video Room. So sure. I That's... would I would liken it to a horror film. Um, it's hard to find a vampire werewolf franchise or franchises that is not in the horror genre. You know, I can even I, I really can only think of one off the top of my head. It's a werewolf one. And that would be what? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two would probably not qualify as horror. Uh I would yeah, I would probably put Teen Wolf in like cult. I would have put it in comedy, but if it, but then again, I, if you have a cult section, sure. But if you didn't, yeah. then comedy would be its its in my eyes its default spot. You know, 
Right. So what do you... Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson... Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Do you remember the first time you saw Underworld? Oh, God, yeah. Um, Wasn't in theaters. That I know, but it was pretty close to its release. I don't remember. It it came out in 03, so I was... Yeah, I was probably just... It was probably just something I saw, like... Articles, for, not articles for, but like trailers on TV and stuff. And then when it finally came out, I went and bought it or, or you know, whatever. Um, because let's be real, Kate Beckinsale and skin tight black leather for two hours. Yeah, I was on board at 23. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. <laughs> uh, I saw it with Michael. Michael had already seen it and it was playing on like HBO or something at his, okay. ap- at his apartment. And it was just kind of like, we're watching this. Because Michael knew I was going to like it because we had watched uh, Blade. He showed me Blade uh, a couple years previously for the first time. So the whole vampire, he was he was very into like vampire hunter shit before I was. I still liked the vampire stuff, but like the extent that I had gotten into was like right. interview the vampire. Okay, you know, right. I had, which we talked about really, last time. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really fucking delved deep into all the vampire like the other popular vampire flicks sure and we and we watched underworld and i and just like how we talked about last episode uh there's a character like every time the character michael for michael hmm. corvinas came on i fucking looked at michael I'm like this is why you love that movie he's like well it's that that's no he's like no i'll show you why i like this movie and then kate beckinsale walked on and like was in tight leather he's just like there yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Michael on that one. Um, but that's not... he had a he has a huge crush on Kate Beckinsale. Like um, he had a um, he, but he had a he had a girlfriend uh, years later who was kind of fucking cray cray, who fucking <laughs> was actually a really good sketch artist and like really really good jar, and like for his birthday just like drew a bunch of sketches of Kate Beckinsale. So he like he had his own like little fucking Kate Beckinsale Some, wall like, art shrine <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. She, it wasn't a shrine, but it was it was you know uh, clearly she, more drawn uh, than even her husband had. She's a bit of a cougar, actually, as I understand it too. So I mean she she dated Pete Davidson for like a couple months, but like I don't think that's the only time she's gone for someone that drastically younger than her, though. I mean I, I'm not I finding mean, fault. Go Kate, do you? But I mean Yeah, but I mean I, I do find it interesting that she is sort of like, here's something that's interesting. Sure. She actually was with Michael Sheen who plays uh, Lucian yes. for like ever. 
Like they were according boyfriend to this, and girlfriend. Eight years, according to this. Yeah, but she was like, I mean, I think like he was her first like everything. Is how she kind of phrased it. Well, she would have been so, twenty two when she met him, based on the math right, here. So right, I mean that that's a that's about average time to start dating if if you're, even for a late bloomer. I, was gonna, I started well, I dating mean, in like fifteen, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay. I I'm saying like you and I like we were kind of like ahead of that curve, but like you also have to imagine she's English. She, I yeah. think I remember reading she was kind of like not allowed to date earlier. So I don't know. I may be getting my facts wrong, but my point is that she dated Michael Sheen forever, and they were both signed on for Underworld, and then she went for Len Wiseman. Yeah, but like they're all like happy together. Like she has a kid with with Michael Sheen. Lily Moe, I think their fucking child is who and Lily Moe like played the young Celine in flashbacks. Okay. Okay. And, I'm trying to trying to see if I can. And, and they're all they're that. all like best friends, and then she like was with Len Wiseman forever, and then they broke up, and now she's like preying on young men. <laughs> yeah, she was with Len for fifteen years. She was with him from two thousand four to two thousand nineteen. So I guess right before she met Pete. Well, so. they, Pete, she and Pete aren't together anymore. No, no, but I'm saying, like, just to right. give it a, a timeline here. I'm trying to see if I can find out about um, her and Michael Sheen met, according to Wiki, and doing a production of The Seagull, whatever that is. Um, it's, it's a, it might be a play or something. Yeah, and then they did an audio book of Romeo and Juliet together, where I'm guessing, oh. yeah. Well, which is basically how... One of the like the guy who wrote Underworld that came up with the idea, I think his name was Kevin Graveau. He plays Rays. He's that big African American dude with a yeah. deep voice. Yeah. So he wrote that. Uh, like he basically wrote, all right, Romeo and Juliet with vampires and werewolves, but he also based it on his own experience of uh, interracial uh, love. Okay. Because he's, because he's black and he dated a lot of white women, and apparently sure. there was like a giant stigma. Against that, yeah, for is. him, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not seeing anything about kids. Not that I'm. Hold on. Oh, wait, here we go. Yeah, their daughter really well. Lily. It doesn't give a full name. It just says Lily right. was born in '99. Um, she actually said apparently in 2001. I guess it was um, I don't have you know that she was embarrassed that she never proposed to her. But Michael Sheen, you mean? Yeah. I gotta tell you, man. I fucking if. It, Thoroughly enjoyed Michael Sheen. Uh, his his career is is fantastic, but he he brings a lot of gravitas to these movies because I if agree. you really just boil it down, these movies are just vampires versus werewolves and maybe you know some love connection. Sure. But like you get actors throughout the series where it throws me that curveball because they cast like a well respected British actor, like like um, Bill Knight. Or Bill Nye, however we. I think I it's not. It's Nye. Nye. We, we've been we've been talking about that for fucking since the inception of Pontescue. I still don't know how to fucking pronounce his name. The mother fucking Davy Jones, that motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, he's a well-respected, you know, UK actor. Sure. Then they throw in Charles Dance in four. He plays David's dad. He's that head vampire dude who's like shows up in four and I think five. Wait, who who? He's, Charles Dance is that oh, actor. Oh, yeah. He's kind of, he's very, he's very chill, or, um, Bill Nye-esque, but not him. I know who you're talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. That guy, that guy got a resurge of popularity because he plays Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. Sure. And he, 
I mean, once I mean the the show was fine and good when when you started, but like once he appears, I was like, oh, I am fucking in. I've always had a soft spot for Charles Dance. I've always been, I've always been kind of wowed by his, like Anthony Hopkins esque of being able to just flow dialogue incredibly well, even if it's menacing. You might remember him from Last Action Hero with Schwarzenegger. I've only seen that like twice. Oh man, he he's the guy. He's the villain who has the. Okay, the I know. Owl. I know who you're talking about. He's got the carries a big axe, and he's got the glass. Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no that's no, no, I know. No, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's like the the mobster guy with the yeah, glass he's the eye. Mobster guy with yeah. the glass eye. Yep. And, and and he he looks at the camera and narrates to us occasionally. And I think, like, I think it, the glass eye has like a bullseye on it or something it's multiple ones there's a bullseye there's a smiley face and he says okay. have a nice day and blah yeah. blah blah um charles dance i fucking he also has like another vampire connection he was in dracula untold that i was telling you about okay and he plays like it's kind of weird because it, it like the movie says like oh dracula is the first vampire but then this guy is clearly a vampire and then like makes dracula so I'm like, well, that doesn't that doesn't work. Like what? it kind of loses this argument with like, oh no, Dracula was the first vampire, except for this fucking dude who lives in a cave. What did you say her their daughter's name was again? I'm just asking. I know we're kind of moving on, but Mo? What? Lily Moe? Yeah, think. that's it. Yeah. I just I was able to confirm it, so I wanted to check. So I don't know why I I, I know that name, but it's just such a I think it's the Mo. Like, all right, Lily, fine. Mo, what the fuck? Lily Moe, Curly, and, and Harry. Um, just call her Lily Stooge. Lily, Lily, Lily Stooge. Stooge. But I, I'm with you about going back to Michael Sheen. I'm I'm with you about him. I liked him in. He's in. I mean, a couple of movies. I'm sure you could give a fuck about. Well, not a movie. One's a show. But he's in uh, a movie. He's in Tron Legacy, the Tron sequel. He's yep. got a, a brief role in that, and then he he's playing a major role in. Prodigal Son, which is a show I've mentioned a few times on this on our show so far, um, where him and David Tennant. No, 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 no. David Tennant. This is um, he's probably the biggest name on the thing. No, take that back. Lou Diamond Phillips is also a pretty big name. He and ah. Lou Diamond are probably the two biggest. But he's a he's a serial killer who's already in jail. Like it starts with him already in jail, and his son yeah. is a profiler. Starts out for the FBI, gets fired in the first episode, ends up being a profiler for the uh, the NYPD, oh. and it turns out all kinds of things happen with um him and his dad, and his dad, played by Michael Sheen, is con is forever on camera, and he plays a great crazy guy. Like I'm not even joking. Like he he's because he's also a doctor. Like he's not just like completely insane. Like he's he's actually a really smart, you know. Person. Did you ever so. see the show Masters of Sex? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Limit, I mean, it only went about three seasons, but goddamn, was it interesting. It's all about um, way back in the 50s okay. where they were they were discovering and, and experimenting and figuring out sexuality, homosexuality, heterosexuality, and what makes, you know, like it was really like kind of a an opening to this feminist movement in the sense of like, well, women have different, you know, emotions and, and just try to figure that out. And as yeah. opposed to men, and he plays, um, the, the main character, well, it's, it's a man and a woman and how they 
our colleagues at first trying to write this book, uh, the, the the original like sex book, sure. and how they actually fall for each other, and but how they experience and experiment, you know, with homosexuality, and and it's it's he plays a very reserved, straight laced guy from Missouri, but at the same like he there's there's multiple parts where he's like having sex with his wife to uh, try and conceive a baby and how you could just tell he's just doing the going through the motions as it were, just for the sake of, of uh, procreation. And then he actually starts having sex with Lizzie Kaplan and you could see like that he, for once is for the first time was actually enjoying it wow. in his life. I would he's really, like, Oh my God, we could use this for, for fun, not just for trying to have babies. No, listen, not to sound like I'm changing the topic completely, but how well do you know the twilight movies? I know he's in it. I he know is. That's like why I was wondering if he's one. playing a, a werewolf or a, 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 vampire. a vampire. So he's played both sides of the defense, essentially, because he's a he's a yeah. lichen in the Underworld series. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I've seen that before. I mean, where actors kind of flip. Oh, sure. Over. We've seen that yeah, but... multiple times. But I was just I was just curious because it would have been ironic if she if he was just still playing a werewolf even in that series you know so i mean his his i mean look i i don't remember very well but i remember he plays like a royal vampire like he plays like an italian royal vampire. it just has a name here i don't know much about it but the the name is aro or arrow yeah Yeah, he's part of like i think it's called the volturi or something Hmm. but it's like the the head vampires sect in rome or some shit okay and i just remember him having like super fucking long hair that's kind of pulled straight back and he's got like red eyes and he's just kind of in like blood red robes and he's pale. And I mean, I remember, I think I remember when I saw that particular film, I was impressed with him, but I was like, look, man, it could be fucking cookie monster with fangs. And I'm right. impressed compared to what the fuck you know, else it, I'm seeing. It's like, the one thing I love about doing this show with you is the, get the knowledge that I gain. Like I, 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 to me, he's been prior to this conversation and prior to a little bit of the research I did before, for this episode, he'd been in three things in my eyes. Do you know what I mean? And I know that's not the, like, I'm not that stupid, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? That. Yeah. You, you, you get an education. I, I'm with you. I mean, Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It makes me want to see Frost Nixon more than I ever wanted to because, like I'm already a Frank Langella fan because that guy's just awesome. And now also play Dracula, by the way. Right, you told me that last time. And then you know now you got him playing Frost from the fucking title in Michael Sheen. Then I want to see that too. So I've I, always uh, wanted to see Frost Nixon, and, and it's like I haven't, I haven't just seen it on a streaming platform I could just watch. But yeah, I would I would largely watch it for just those two guys. If it, yeah. if the movie is what I think it is, of just them interviewing each other or just sitting down having a long ass conversation, that is perfectly fine with I me. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Um, the thing I do find interesting is that he is, uh, he he's not related to the other Sheens or the Estevezes technically, but you know what well, I mean. Well, that, that's why. It's, yeah. It's, it's actually his name is actually Sheen as opposed to those guys who took that name right. essentially. Yeah, they they have that fake fucking Irish name. Um here's something but real also, quick. Michael but, Sheen's also from Wales. He is. Uh he is. Shout out to Jolene. Um I would I find you'll find this really interesting before we get back into Underworld because we're kind of deviating too far, but 
he apparently had a critically acclaimed uh, role in the revival of Amadeus when he was Mozart on stage. I actually actually did discover that years ago when I, like I was just in a Michael Sheen mood and I read about him on Wikipedia. I'm like, Oh my God. And apparently he fucking like, I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth. Someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well. My sports book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll free helpline at 1 888 532 3500. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this says, too. I'm just saying, I would like this because you and I are both big Amadeus fans from the the film. Which, Which is weird. You know, like, it's. Let me put it this way: it's it's more weird that you like that movie as much as I do. Why? Because it's not really your. I mean, you. I know you love music, but you have a very particular type of music that you like. No, that's and not that's not necessarily true. I've, I have one I talk well, about I've, I've more never than heard usual. You ever talk but, about classical music? No, but I was raised on it. I mean, to be fair, like I mean, uh, not to get into a whole thing, but my grand my grandmother was a concert violist, and my my father had a degree in cello composition, so like I, oh, no shit. oh yeah, I, I, I was I was raised on. My grandma tried to get me to play the violin when I was a kid, and the only thing, the only reason why I didn't, honestly, is probably because my disability got in the way. It made it very difficult for me to be able to do it. But that aside, yeah. So I was ra- like, my musical. That's why. I, that's why I think my musical tastes are so varied. I yes, I may talk about metal a lot, you know, and I may primarily listen to that style, but. Like my my dad and my grandmother and them primarily played nothing but classical, and then my mom was more into popular music. So like she's the reason why I know who the Beatles are, and you know uh, Billy Joel and Hall and Oates and sure. all them. And then and then as you get older, you start kind of developing your own taste, right? So then that's where I get into like the metal and the other stuff that I've gotten into. But yeah, um, no ca- classical music. It may not be my go-to, but I have an absolute respect and love for it for sure. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I, I see that. This is what I I love about Potaskew is that we find out more shit about each other than sure. we initially thought. Yeah. The, I mean, not to one of these days we are gonna have to fucking deep dive Amadeus because I would fucking love to do that with you. Yeah. But like we could do that. Like Mark Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill played Mozart and he he did uh, Amadeus once, and the, that's how he got the laughs. The stage play. The Joker shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to see Michael Sheen's version and Hamill's. To be honest with you, I'd be curious I would, to see both. I of those. would love to see that. I would also love to see Tim Curry. Tim Curry played Mozart. Really? And that dude is all. Yeah. Oh, and it was okay. him, and it was um, Ian McKellen played Salieri. Oh. Right. <laughs> like Ian McKellen uh, going up against Tim Curry, dude. Like yeah, that that's... sounds fucking baller. You know who didn't play <laughs> Mozart though? You know who didn't what? play Mozart? Kate Beckinsale, because she played Celine in in Underworld. Uh, I don't think she has the range. Let's <laughs> be honest. Um, uh, I personally have only seen her in two franchises and and six films that I can think of. Um, because she's obviously in Underworld, as we're just talking about now, and then she's in Van Helsing with uh, Hugh Jackman. 
I wouldn't call Van Helsing a franchise. Well, but no, I didn't know what else to call it. I mean, like, it's not part of the, you know what I mean? Nope. Like, it's a film. Okay, fair enough. But I was trying to differentiate the two. Fire? Yeah, well, I I didn't mind it. I know other people didn't like it, but I didn't mind it. Um, I'm actually looking through her IMDb now, and I, I really... She was in Click. That's right. You're right. And I have seen that, so I'll give her that. And, and she I is... I love her in Click. She was okay in Click. Um, you know what else she's in? But she plays such a small role, and it's so weird to think of that's even her. Is um, she plays Ava Gardner in The Aviator, the Leo DiCaprio movie? She looks. Vi- I mean, let me put it this way: she looked the part. I didn't believe it. Okay, fair enough. I can see that. I've seen I've seen a decent chunk of Ava Gardner films. I mean, with the whole. Well, you see, yeah, so I like- I haven't, so I can't. I can't comment on that. But anyway, the point yeah. the point is that with all respect to her, I have not seen her do much outside of Underworld. You know. Well, before she did Underworld, she did a lot of like time period Jane Austen British shit. Like, yeah, it looks that way. The, I'm looking at the her big IMDb. dresses kind of stuff. Yeah. And then she was kind of typecast as, oh, she's just another Mila Jovovich or 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 Jennifer Garner. She's just She's she can kick ass. We're gonna put her in fucking leather and blah blah blah. And then, I mean, all she was doing was the underworld shit. And then she kind of went back recently to the uh, the Jane Austen shit with a movie called Love and Friendship. I think that came out like a couple years ago. Uh, let's see. Not seeing anything like that. Oh wait, here it is. It came out before Blood Wars. It came out oh, the same year, 2016. So there you go. Got it. Couple years um, by four years. Yeah, no, no, no. I got you. I'm not. I, I just had trouble finding it for a minute. No, dude. Um, I was telling Steph last night. I'm like, fuck. I can't believe 2007 was 13 years ago. It feels like it was like three years ago. Dude, I graduated high school 22 years ago at this point. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um, you know, there's another movie she's actually been in that I forgot she was in. See, that's the thing about her. Now, I don't. I, I want people listening to understand that this is not me saying anything negative about Kate Beckinsale because I do like her but outside of these underworld films there's nothing that makes her stick out to me like she doesn't she's not not super prolific no she's not a bad actress by any means but like you said not prolific doesn't stick out to you because she's in serendipity with john cusack which is a film i enjoyed very much Okay, I never saw Serendipity. It's it's just a it's a, it's one of those meet cute movies. Do you know what I mean? Like the romantic, right. you know, rom com type stuff. And I've always kind of been a sucker for those, especially for the the years I was single, because it was like, all right, well, you know. <laughs> I still can't believe you 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 say that, and you still have never seen When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally is on HBO, by the way. No, I know. I have it on my list. I just haven't. We've been we've been doing so much research for different films for this month. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Paul's on. The, I well, got that, Paul there too because you still want me to see that from the Cornetto conversation. So, which I'm glad you brought up because we talked about this when we did the Shaun of the Dead shit. Yeah. Uh, I still can't believe how Michael Sheen and Simon Pegg look so much alike. They do, especially they in do. Underworld. Like you watch Underworld, you're like, holy fuck! Like it's the they. I think it's the facial hair thing because I've seen Michael Sheen a lot clean shaven. Yeah. But he's only rocking a, a beard or a mustache or some shit in movies like Underworld or a period piece of and some that, sort. And this, this prodigal sun show he's on, he's got a full fucking gray beard too. So just, there you yeah, go. Yeah. But in, and I mean, Simon Pegg has done the clean shaven thing too, but I always kind of think of Simon Pegg 
rocking like a beard or or a goatee. See, I, I've almost always seen him clean shaven, Simon Pegg. I very rarely see him with facial hair. Because you watch you watch the Star Trek reboots a lot. I watch well that, but I mean he he doesn't really have any facial hair in the Cornetto movies. He's clean shaven he through all three of those. No, he's he's got a goatee in Sean. He ha- he is clean shaven in Hot Fuzz, and he's got stubble. He's got like kind of a stubble beard. Stubble thing, yeah. He, but I mean, for the most part, it's not it's not like your beard or or when I grow mine out. You know what I mean? Right, so right, right now you look more like Sean of the Dead than than fucking. Uh, I'd have Sean. Sean, listen, I'll be I'll be straight. When we did Sean, when I watched Sean to get ready for this, I had a bunch of personal shit go on, so I really didn't pay attention to that movie as much as I should have. Um, yeah, I did it. I did enough to be able to talk to the. You know, for us, but not enough right. that I'd have to go back and see it again. Anyway, um, that Can aside. I also tell you what I also think Michael Sheen looks like? <laughs> what? He looks like a chipmunk. No, you Fuck know what? It. At least, oh wait, let me show you the picture that I have of him here. Let me, because I hate to say this. And I, again, much like all these other people were talking about, we like Michael Sheen. This is not us dogging on Michael Sheen. We like him. But- I also think he's a good-looking guy, but he kind of looks like a fucking rodent. In the same sense that, like, Benny Cumberbatch looks like an otter. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just I mean, like, here. Yeah, he's, he's talented as fuck, but he kind of looks like a fucking otter. Yeah, right there. He looks like Templeton. No, you know who he looks like there? What? No, hear me out. Right now, right in that shot, that picture, he looks like Gollum pre-Gollum. So, like, when he's still a hobbit. He does, he does have a Andy Serkis re- resemblance. You're not wrong. But he looks more like a hobbit than Circus did, in my eyes. And I'm not he does look yeah, like, like a hobbit. He looks like a fucking he, hobbit. Look, you know. honestly, I want to see a movie where he and Seven Pegger Brothers and and Andy Circus plays their dad. That's what I want to see. I think Sheen's older than Circus, though. I don't give a fuck. Circus <laughs> looks older than both yeah, of them. He does. You know, Circus has got like, like he's got that fucking weathered face, man. Okay, we're, we we have barely spoken about these films, though. You realize this, I right? I mean, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, Andy Serkis looks like he came from the underworld. There, that's how I bring it back full circle. There you go. Um, I, but, uh, Listen, we, we watched a lot of vampire films in the last two weeks, and to a lesser extent, some werewolf films, and primarily because a lot of the vampire films involve werewolves to some degree because mortal enemies have been in many literary examples, whether it be written or or visual. I guess it would only be literal literary if it's written. But anyway, the point is that vampires... It's visual if you're looking at it and reading it. That's true. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I'm just trying to help you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, But vampires and werewolves have been enemies going as far back as you can really remember, you know. We don't understand, but all right. Well, okay, well, why don't you understand it? Let's let's get into that for I a minute. I mean, their whole point is to dominate humans, right? Um, it depends uh, on what source you're looking at. I guess, like, yeah, it depends on your source. I, I would say, like, if there is a conflict, it's always of the werewolves doing. Not not in the Underworld series. It's mostly, like, because when they're werewolves, they're more primal and animalistic, and they don't have the kind of understanding that they are attacking vampires and humans it's just like oh my god pray whereas vampires are always there so they have their they have their consciousness they have the, they have enough brain waves to be like well right I'm but they be... still need to feed and that's so they are very much prey as well do you know what i mean well, they are but they don't there's like a werewolf will just fucking 
run after somebody and rip them apart. A vampire usually is like, I'm going to be secretive and I'm going to be cunning. And I'm oh, gonna... yes. The, yeah, the, they usually the approach like, is very different. Sex or, or yeah. something. The approach is very different, for sure. Um, what I like that Underworld did, and I think it's the only example I've seen of it, but you might have another one, is explaining where that animosity comes from. That That, you know, the fact that the werewolves were slaves to the vampires for you know, a couple centuries for what it seemed like. They never really get into a number, but it seems like quite a while. And, you know, eventually there's a revolution led by Michael Sheen's character, Lucian, and start, you know, and that's what starts this war that carries on for, you know, several centuries after that, you know. Like, I like the fact that by the end of the fifth one, by the end of Blood Wars... Celine says she's been a vampire for a thousand years. Think about that for a minute. That's that's crazy. You know? I've only known you barely three fucking years or three years, so Yeah, exactly. You know? I suddenly high school years ago doesn't seem so fucking no. long, right? Right, exactly. But I mean like that's you know, so giving it but giving that creating that 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 animosity, or, I mean, the animosity already existed, as we were just talking about, but this gave a reason to it. Does that make more sense? Like, it, it gave it... Oh, yeah. It gave it a good reason, in my eyes. You know what I mean? And well, that animosity also kind of existed going with what we saw in Evolution, in the second film. Sure. With William. We, see, that's my point, is that lichens and wool... And, and, I'm sorry, lichens and vampires are cousins. Yes. They are cousins. Yeah, but... Cousins don't always like each other. <laughs> I know, but like they they have common ancestry, and that's the whole point. Is that's the whole point of these movies? Is fuck being separate. Let's combine our races. That's the whole point. Is we can find a way of coexisting, and instead of being vampires and lichens, we can be all uh, hybrids of 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 a varying degree. Sure, you know, which is like it's it's really the most like coexist like peaceful hippie vampire werewolf movie ever. It's like wait, wait, which one? You get along all all of them. No, because they're fighting like crazy in the first couple. They're fighting like crazy but the message is, hey, we're fighting like crazy. We should stop doing that. We should just become fucking weird mutants of each other and then live it harmoniously. I don't think that's the overall story. I think you have that as part of the story with and I get where you're kinda going when you have Celine falling for uh Michael before he Really kind of before he even becomes a, yeah, before he becomes a werewolf, though, but even after the fact, and and potentially reliving what, you know, spoilers, people, what Victor's daughter did, you know, hundreds of years earlier with Lucian, you know, because that's, that's really what starts the whole thing. If you think about it, that's really what starts the whole war, is... Is that relationship, or or the or the uprising, or the up? Well, not just the uprising, but then the war. Because I think, I think that if Lucien hadn't been as in love with Sonia as he is, when he freed everybody that first time, he would have been like, "We're just gonna fuck off into the woods and go do our own thing." You know. Well, this is what I'm saying though: is they, they were still going up against wolves because they were going up against William and all of William's descendants, who are because there's there's the difference: they are werewolves. Not lichens. Correct. They There's a difference. Back, yes. Yeah, they can't revert back to their human forms. Lucian was the first. Correct. Which, Lucian the lichen. God, okay. Well, I mean, come on. You're, now you're nitpicking in my eyes. Who no, cares? I'm not nitpicking. I'm just like, it is kind of like looking at a wolf and calling him Moon Moon. 
I don't know about all that, but sure. Okay. I just, I, look, you, you're much more critical of this series than I am, obviously. I, I'm not, though. I'm only critical of really, like, the fourth one was whatever. But the fifth one, I, I was just kind of like, I got the impression they tried to go back to their roots, but they didn't deliver as much as I wanted. I, I agree with you that the first three are really my favorite. Does, but I, I still think uh, Evolution is my personal favorite. Well, Time to take this submarine back up. Uh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get... April here to remind you that with Tax Act, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. Hey, Captain? To your stations. We're headed home. Guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? Kidding. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW. I mean, and and does Blood Wars hit on all marks? No, of course not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here try to say it did, but I would watch Blood War again before I watched Awakening, for sure. Um, the only time I would ever watch Blood War again is to rewatch it before they made a sixth one, which is still kind of up in the air. Yeah, I I watched I watched a featurette after I watched Blood Wars on the Blood War disc where they talked about the evolution of Celine because I really wanted to see what they had to say because I thought I might have some interesting stuff for, for here. And they didn't. I mean, it was still interesting to watch, but it wasn't anything like, oh, God, I got to tell Rico about this. You know what I mean? It wasn't that level. But I heard, it, I've heard Kate say she doesn't want to come back. Even if they made a sixth one, she's like, I don't want I don't necessarily want to come back. And I don't know that I blame her for it. I, I think, I think, I mean... And not to get off into a, a whole separate topic, but isn't that kind of how RDJ feels about Tony? Like, if they found a way to bring Tony back, which I would think would be a bad idea, but if they did, I don't think he really wants to do it. I think he's kind of, as much he's as he over. loves the character, I think he's, because he does, he's publicly said how much he loved playing that character, but... Well, the the difference is, is someone like RDJ, like, he would he would add a film to his roster to play Tony again because he feels like it, not because it was contractually uh, obligated for him. You know, like sure. RDJ will be like, Oh sure, dude, I'll totally be in four seven. You know, well, that, but see, that's like, a cameo like, I versus, like I want to be in it, but that's a cameo thing versus like a full on Iron Man four or Avengers you know what I mean? Well, I don't. I don't know if he was intended to be as big in Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming as he as we ultimately got. I, I don't know if it was intended. Right. Just as an example. Right. I think he said, "Sure, dude, I totally want to be here," and then they expanded his role. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if you look at his filmography post two thousand eight, he was in two Sherlock Holmes movies, and then The Judge. And that's pretty much it, apart from all the MCU shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because I mean, that, that keeps you pretty whereas, busy, you know. Whereas Kate Beckinsale isn't really doing a whole lot of, like, oh, my God, did you see that new Kate Beckinsale film? I mean, 
personally, I think she should jump ship and be in DC or or Marvel. I think she they could find would, her a role. She would fit in both of those universes very well. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I mean, I don't care what the fu- I mean, I don't have a role for her in mind. No, I don't either. But I get I get the point you're making. Oh wow, they're making a third Sherlock, by the way. Yeah, they they and I don't and I I I don't remember who I was talking to about. It's it's irrelevant, but I was saying I feel like it's it's going to be good because I think both of the Sherlock Holmes movies are good. But I feel like they fucked up by having Moriarty be because Moriarty's the big bad for yep. Sherlock. Yep. And they kind of just used him convincingly. I think Jared Harris did a great job. Yeah, for sure. But I think they kind of they kind of like blew their wad, so to speak, in in Game of Shadows. You know, it's like you don't use the big bad for the second film if because then you're gonna have like not as big of a villain for the third film. Right, you know right. I hear you. The only um, exception where it works is Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Bane is not Bane is a is a formidable foe against Batman, but he's not the Joker. Right, 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 right. I got you. I got you. Um, all right. So real quick, just because I I, I want to tie off something you said because I find it kind of I I found it interesting, so I wanted to check. He did from Iron Man one, non. MCU movies. There is one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six non-MCU films in between Iron Man one and Endgame. Okay, so the Judge is one of them. The Judge is one of them. Yep. Sherlock and Sherlock two. Yeah, that those were kind of given. Yep. I'm just trying to. I'm sorry. That's three. So I can't think. Hold on. Due date. Yep. Dude's one of them. Um, one, one of them you're going to kick yourself for. The other one, maybe not so much. Okay. Uh, all right. What is it? Uh, the one you're going to kick yourself for, I think only because we've talked about it on the show, is Chef. Oh, fuck. You're right. God damn it. And then, um, actually, there's... Did you say the soloist? No. Soloist? Fuck, I forgot the soloist. And then Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder was 2007. Eight, according to this. And so was our so same year as Iron Man if you want to get technical. But okay, yeah. I thought Tropic Thunder came out before. It might have released. It might have released. I don't. Okay. They're both the same year, so I'm not going to nitpick with you. So okay. we could we could wipe that one off if you really want, but the other ones all apply. So uh, okay, all right, you may be right. Yeah. So okay, then then. That but is, no, but, but, but you're but you're the, the reason I looked was not to, to prove you wrong, but more just to be like, wow, that's. Fucking, he's not more to prove you're right. right that like he wrapped up in that MCU for a decade, you know, and and Kate oh, yeah. to the same degree, you know, she got some popularity, especially at that first one. I don't think she gets things like Van Helsing for sure, and to a lesser extent, Click, without uh, the first Underworld. Well, I, no, because I um, well, I think Kate Beckinsale needs to try and and expand. I, I no, think... but I'm saying she she got some she got some roles directly off that first Underworld film. Like I said, she, she did. Got, yeah, but but I mean, how memorable? Click. I mean, I remember Van Helsing. You know. Okay, I mean, but Van Helsing is is just oh, she's not a vampire this time. She's a vampire hunter. Right. Well, that's I mean, because that, that kind of but that makes me think what you said about Anthony Hopkins, where he he didn't want to play the villain, so they in that Dracula film, the Bram Stoker one, where they he ends up being Van Helsing, so he gets out of mentor role, you know. Yeah, but 
Look, Kate Beckinsale is no Anthony Hopkins. No, no, of course not. I'm not trying to say that she is, but, um, you know, I don't know. I I think she, I, I don't know if she, I think, honestly, I think she needs to fire her agent. I think she needs a new fucking agent who's going to shake up her, her acting career to actually be like, look, she can't act. She's she would she would fit into the comic book world. She would fit in either either universe. Well, I'm I'm actually trying Underworld to think. Underworld is Underworld what? is practically a comic book movie, just not based on a comic book. It's a, it's a graphic. Well, actually, it's a, it's you know I I'll use this to briefly talk about something that you and I because it, it's funny you say that because it it made me think of something you and I said we were gonna do after October, and that's non mainstream comic book comic book movies and. And Underworld falls into that because there is a graphic novel. Now, I don't know if it came out pre or post movie. I'd have to research post. that. But post, okay. Whereas these other ones we're talking about doing all came out pre. But, right. you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, I like where they took the story. I like, not, I'm not talking about five per se. I'm talking about just the, like I was saying about the, the genesis of this, this hatred between the two. Um, thing between werewolves and vampires, the clans, yeah. Um, well, technically it's a coven and a clan, which is a no whole other thing because vampires are called covens, but the werewolves are called clans or packs. So you know that's a whole other thing. You just call for for the sake of argument, just call them sex or something. Yeah, but I mean that, we know what we're talking about, and hopefully our the people listening know what we're talking about. We're not just you know making crap yeah. up. Jay, do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Jay. Jolene, we got, we actually have some new list, not new listeners, but people that we didn't know were listening that have have told us they're listening. So I appreciate them. Um, but I, I, I just like the vibe of it. I guess coming off of that time I spent with dubbed in English and all that, you know, that music, the underworld really spoke to me. Do you know what I mean? And then, sure. and then Kate Beckinsale, like I said, in type. Pleather, leather, whatever it was. All right, all right. Reel it in, buddy. That, well, no, what I'm saying, that doesn't hurt. You know I mean? That helps, you know. Um, I liked I liked the whole concept of the hybrid. I did, Scott Speedman's character, We have who we haven't even talked about yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Corvinus. Yes, I know Michael. Um, Michael. <laughs> but, but I did like the... Uh, the twist there. I liked, I liked that exploring this hybrid thing. Um, speaking of franchises that we've been talking about during this series, how about the fact that Wentworth Miller makes another goddamn appearance in the second major franchise that we've talked about? I had completely fucking forgotten. And like when, when he showed up and I mean, he only shows up in the first one. Yeah. I, I was just like, dude, dude. Like I pointed and like, like a fucking idiot. I'm like, dude. <laughs> 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 and then when he showed up in Resident Evil fucking 37, whatever the fuck that one was. I think it's four. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's fucking 37. There's 37 <laughs> fucking movies and no one will tell me differently. I, I did exactly. I was like, ah, that dude. <laughs> that dude. Yeah. Um... And here's the funny thing. Uh, he's most, he's just as famous for being in the prison break show, which also has the other guy who played Dracula in Blade Trinity. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they both went on to like, like they're I guess they're just best friends. They work in everything together. There might they might be one of those in, situations. Uh, yeah. They were in Flash and. Uh, yeah. Start started Legends off in started in Flash, transferred over to Legends, and then I don't know if Wentworth wanted out or they just killed the character. I don't know what, but he 
he fucked off, and then every once in a while he'll he'll come back in those crisis or the you know those things. Fuck on. Yeah. So. Um. Also, Wentworth Miller. All right. There's 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 more connections to this. Wentworth Miller, uh, was in a very early episode of Buffy. Okay. He doesn't play a vampire, but he deals with the Vampire Slayer. Sure. And he also, all right. So get this: he plays the young version of Anthony Hopkins's character in a film, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. But the premise is, Wentworth Miller is, is actually half black. Is he? And yeah, and that's kind of the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's important because he is playing uh uh of African American history uh origin. But he's playing the young Anthony Hopkins, who does not look like he's of African American ancestry. But that's the point: is that he he play, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays a care, uh, professor who gets fired from his his uh, his college job because he uses the word, and I apologize, but this is the word that they use: spook. But mm. he's using the word spook to talk about ghosts. But they say that he's being racist by using the racial slur spook. And and so he gets fired, and he finds it absolutely hysterical because people think he's a white Jewish guy, but he's black. Hmm. So it, it shows flashbacks of his younger self, played by Wentworth Miller. Which, by the way, Wentworth Miller turning into Anthony Hopkins is fucking bizarre. He's he according to this, he's only been in two movies. Wentworth three to three movies. Yeah, the rest have all been TV credits. Oh, I'm sorry, four. I'll give him four. It's- so Underworld, Resident Evil, this Anthony Hopkins flick, and then I don't know what the other one is. Uh, what is the Anthony? Do you have any idea what the Anthony? If I said it, would you know it? Sure. Uh, there's the Loft that he's been no. in, and Blood Creek. Those are the only movies he's been in. The rest of these things are all either shorts or TV credits. There's no other uh, movies here. I'm just gonna. Oh wait, Google. there's the Human Stain. Is that? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Okay, that's the first one before. That's his first film. That is his first film. And he plays young Anthony Hopkins. That's not bad casting, man. No. I mean, it's weird It's weird casting because they look nothing alike. Sure. I mean, if you aged up Wentworth Miller, it would not look like Anthony Hopkins. No. No, and not. Um, But he's been a producer on a bunch of stuff. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, But yeah, fucking Wentworth Miller fucking shows up in Underworld and kind of a not great character. I mean, he's not a villain, but he just like makes the mistake of being like, I'm going to help my friend. I'm going to call the cops. And then like the cops fuck it. Like, dude, no. Yeah. So I, that's the other thing. Like I couldn't tell exactly where underworld is supposed to take place. Clearly it's Europe, but where it's, in Europe? I, is... I've read, I think it's Czechoslovakia. Like, Czechoslovakia. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's either that or Romania. It's one of those, you know, Eastern Europe kind of fucking vampire. Oh, it's definitely, it definitely, yeah, yeah. It's definitely that region. I don't argue that in any capacity. But everyone speaks fucking English. There's more Americans than there are Czechs. You know, Czechs. which, by the way, going to four, the Awakening. As much as I didn't like it, the one thing I did enjoy was the introduction of I think his name is David. I did like that character introduction. The guy you like, son. That she brings back Theo, to life. I think, what's his name? Theo James or something? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, the cop. Yeah. Who I've seen in a bunch of things. And I a... like like him as an actor. So I, I like him too. I don't, he's got, 
fucking, he's a good looking guy, dude. I keep looking, I'm like, he's got some sensual fucking eyes. Shit. Yeah, there's a great, there's a great show. I'd have to, I'll have to find it for you real quick. Um, Let me get into Awakening here so I can try to find it, but I'm jumping all over the goddamn place here. Um, But he, he plays, because the re- there's a reason you'll like this, so I'm just trying to find it. Give me one second. Uh, Underworld Awakening, right? Yeah, here we are. Okay, Awakening cast Michael Ely. As I'm mm-hmm. guessing how you say his last name. I don't, I don't know exactly, but I'm, I'm gonna go with Ely. I don't think it's an emphasis on Ely. It's Ely. Ely, right, okay. right. But I'm, so, yeah, no, I didn't emphasize it that way on purpose. It's just kind of me like stumbling a little bit. Right. Thanks, jerk off. Um. <laughs> Better not. I'm drunk. Vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find this show he was in. He was on a TV show that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, it only lasted a season, which was disappointing because oh. it it was it was a good show. I think it just it was one of those things that came in at a weird time. Like, mm. uh, where the fuck is this TV show? Uh, I do not know. Well, while you're fucking yeah, please yeah yeah good. This, um, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed Scott Speedman in Underworld One and Two. I wanted there to be more of him. I was disappointed, disappointed, <laughs> um, where they just kind of fucked off his character. Like I was really like the whole reason why this works is because of his relationship the with thing. Yeah, yeah, and they made it seem like he just wasn't as powerful as Celine even though, even though they're both hybrids like she still has the upper hand but which which makes sense because then she gets blooded well not blooded but she gets she she is kind of blooded by Alexander Corvina she becomes a super hybrid essentially right right well and if it wasn't yeah which that's another one of those acclaimed british actors is uh i don't know how to i don't know if his last name is Jacoby or Jacoby but that guy plays Alexander Corvinas Oh, I like that guy. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, I like him. That's what I'm saying. He's he's a really renowned uh British actor and and he in like because he has the one of the I mean it's not a big deal, but it's it's the fact that he and Ian McKellen were were sort of the only Shakespearean gay actors in like the 60s and 70s. Right. So, and as you get as you get deeper in then you also have um Patrick Stewart who has come out Patrick Stewart isn't out. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I've, no, I've he's seen... not. He's, be- he, he's best friends with Ian McKellen, but, but he's right. married. Oh, I'll double check it. No, no, no. no. That, he, he kissed Ian McKellen to show his support for for. Is that what Ian it was? McKellen. I, thought, he, I yeah, thought it was yeah, his yeah. announcement of coming uh, out. He's married it wouldn't, be, woman, it, wouldn't so... it wouldn't be the first time, you know, a, a guy married somebody to, you know. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah, I mean it wouldn't. Su- I mean it wouldn't surprise me, but I I think you just 
saw a picture of them kissing. And it was just no, they're, but they're I just could have sworn I read something with it that was like legit. But anyway, all right. My apologies to Patrick Stewart. I take back my statement. Anyway, I think you probably take it as a compliment. Personally, I don't think you did anything wrong. I think there's just confusion. Yeah, but I don't want to. You know, we to... we try not to present <laughs> ne- you know wrong information. So, all right, is <laughs> is kind of tasteless, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. If he, if he did come out, then he'd go where no man has gone before. <laughs> That was tasteless. Okay, um, going back to to Michael Ealy, the the show I was talking about was called Almost Human, and oh, I vaguely know of the show. It's him and Carl Urban, which is yeah, and and he and Michael Ealy plays like this this android type character that's that's Carl Urban's uh, partner, mm-hmm. and it's I I liked it a lot. It just it there was a stretch of shows um, where. It, when this came out in 2013, which I believe is right at the same year as the writer's strike. And I think a lot of shows didn't make it because of the writer's strike. And I think this was one of them. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought it was well done. It was a good show. Anyway, that's just, but that's, that's where he really began. Like, that's where I first really noticed him. If that makes sense. Like, I can't you know. think of where I noticed him, but I know I've seen him in shit before. I'd have to look at his filmography to be like, Oh yeah, I saw him in this. Um, I see, I, I think I just had a bit of a problem with underworld awakening. Like, I don't know. Visually, it just looked, it, you know, it just looked a little awakening was too resident evil. I, as we it said was, in the yeah. beginning and I agree with you, it, it was too resident evil. I know that you had a problem with them replacing Scott Speedman for like the brief period. You see that character, which look. I'll put it this way, because the way you described it to me made it sound like he was a bigger role on screen than he was. So I'm not talking about Awakenings. I'm talking about in Blood Wars, where they really just fucking, spoiler, they just fucking killed his ass kind of off screen. Well, right. I didn't want but, to tell you when we talked about it. but I No, no, no. But, but I'm saying even prior to that, though, you, 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 you had said to me in that conversation we had that you had a problem with them kind of recasting Michael Speedman in Awakening, or Scott Speedman, excuse me, as Michael in... I know, I'm blending shit now. That's, that's right. Uh, but you had a problem with them doing that, and I would have a bigger problem with it if it was on screen longer. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, whoever they cast, they put some prosthesis to make him look like Scott Speedman. Like they gave him the nose and the eyes. They, you know, and all they did that the shit. best they could, and I, I think they did fine. But I also feel like they could have. I mean, I don't know if there was a falling out or Speedman was just being greedy. But why they couldn't just get him to come back for know. like two minutes and do that? Or, I don't or, know. Or wrap it up properly because I think you're right. They probably killed him off in maybe a slightly disrespectful way because of whatever the fuck was going on behind the scenes. But that's what I'm saying is like it ruins the story. It kind of just is a disservice to the character that this dude endured all this shit just to have his throat cut and hung upside down and bled out and then have what's his fuck Marius or what the, the Marius. Yeah. Which I thought was such a, he didn't really, he wasn't that fucking posing of a villain. Even when he was in his wolf form, I just was not because at this, as he's strong, we're, we are under the impression that Celine is going to constantly get upgrades to her fucking bloodstream and become super, super, super powerful. 
literally she should have no fucking enemies. They should all just be like, I'm done. Walk away. Like, I don't kill me, please. And ultimately she does take him down kind of easily, which that's my point is like, he just, there's just she no had more fucking... trouble. She had more trouble with the, the gigantor werewolf in awakening than I think she did that with, she, you know, I got a fucking problem with the fact that like, a normal dude could build up muscle mass that quickly. Well, I mean, that's that's where the Resident Evil uh, comparison for me comes in because you, you look at, you know, like Nemesis or or um, Tyrant, you know, and the way they, yeah. they come to be. Um, you know, I know you're playing the sixth game. I don't know how far you've gotten in, but the... the uh, yeah, the, I got there. The National Security Advisors. I got that fucking mother... I got Well, I finished the Leon storyline, and it was like... Hey, there's this normal dude who kind of looks like Extremis from Iron Man 3, like kind of like on fire. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally looks like Aldra Killian. And then he just rips himself apart and becomes this giant fly with fucking... Well, that's like, one of his forms. He he hits three forms. It's it's like that's a... That's his ha- final form. And I'm just like, okay, so he went from Aldra Killian to fucking, what, Mothra? Like, <laughs> kind of, like, yeah. Come on, dude. And then he goes back to his small form periodically. He was getting huge and then getting small. Yep. I'm like, listen, I'm not about to say that little things can't get huge because, you know, I got a dick, but <laughs> not that fucking big, not like skyscraper fucking. Yeah, huge. it was it was a little excessive. But anyway, um, well, it's excessive in in these movies too. I it mean, is, I did, but. Yeah, I did. I did like that she used his super fast healing against him by shoving the the um, silver nitrate grenade into his stomach. I like that. That was great. I was yeah. really, really creative. And it, I, I feel like I've seen that thing happen in other movies before. I'm sure like, you've seen something in- similar. I won't doubt that. Like, that, like that's that's a thing where like that was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Will fucking shoved like a bomb in a du- in a skeleton in the first one, and then pulled him out of the light so it's he's not bone anymore, and he's like, oh no, and then he blows up. Yeah, yeah, that's. I true. think they did that in the Mummy movie at one I point. Didn't see like that, 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 that but, that's yeah. a thing, but like it's fine. It's not like, but that's a thing that they do for these type of movies, like supernatural shit. Sure, sure. So. I will say that the the what's it, the the dad of that supersized werewolf? Yeah. Stephen Ray. Yeah. So that's the motherfucker who plays like the weird dancing vampire interview with the vampire, the one who like dances on the ceiling. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's Stephen Ray. Well, fuck. All right. Yeah. So, vampire and a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and then he, he, I know him best from a different movie that we're going to cover soon, so I'm not going to say what movie right now, but um, he plays a police constable, which, or like a police captain, but... Crying Game? No. He's in the Crying Game. No, uh, he stars alongside Hugo Weaving. I'll leave it at that and see if you can put it together. Ah, but, it's, I, okay. Yeah. Um, I, need to, I need to watch that. <laughs> well, you got time. Um... In any event, that so that you know, I I just didn't like it. I didn't like the whole Umbrella Corporation style thing. Like the whole thing just felt too Resident Evil for Awakening to me. And I'm, that's what I'm, I'm saying. You. Like you could have because Celine doesn't show up in Rise of the Lichens, Lichens because it's a prequel, really, to right. the first film. Even though, she, even though she's the narrator. 
Is she? I don't think I noticed that. She's the narrator. Okay, she, fair she enough. She provides narration, and then they show her at the very end with footage of her opening scene in Underworld. Right, right, but it, it's it's archive footage versus them reshooting or whatever. Yeah. Um, but because there's such a because of that that being there, being giving it that gap. You could have gone, and I know you have your your issues with the film, but hear me out here. You could have gone from evolution to blood wars and just explained verbally the Agreed. daughter. You know what I mean? And and that would have worked. And then ha- and still have her show up at the end. What they do, as long as they say it's been, you know, twenty years or whatever the number is. You know, if they if they explain that verbally somehow, whether it be via narration or a conversation. Or whatever the fuck, then it then it plays out if that makes any kind of sense. So you don't need you don't need awakening, you know. I mm-hmm. for those of you who have not watched it, watch this series. I I do recommend first off, don't watch it before you listen to us, but or don't watch it after you listen to us. But go if you are gonna watch it, skip awakening, and I'm telling you, you're not gonna miss anything. You're really, well, really not. I would add, watch Rise of Lycans first. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I, I kind of wish I had done when I redid this. As I did them in release order. So, one, right. two, three, four, five. And I kind of wish I had watched Rise of the Lycans first. But uh-huh. do I feel like I lost something by not doing it? No, no, no not at all. If anything, I actually would have slightly confused the audience. If you go, If you've never seen it, which... Don't listen to us for for right now. If you go into it that way, the only thing that kind of takes out of the first three films is the flashback in Underworld 1 where they show Sonya being burned at the stake. She's played by a blonde woman. Yeah, that's the only disconnect. But they have actually have since re-released and fucked around with that by inserting scenes of Sonya played by uh, Rona Mitra. They have, uh, yeah, not for like for like this for like I think when they aired on TV they've actually like reshot and edited those scenes for Bryce Likens into Underworld One. Okay, I only ask because I have the extended cut of the first of Underworld of Underworld, and it's still blonde woman. It's still the the blonde. Well, may, maybe they've redone it. Again, but I, I that's what I'd heard. I I, and they it. may they may have for the TV releases. You're not you're not wrong for like if you watch it on HBO or something, that might be the case. But I because I was even Deb happened to be walking through the room when I was watching Rise of the Lycans, and she happened to come at that scene where the where Sony gets gets burned, where the the sun hits her, and she was like, I thought she was a blonde and i'm like yes right. so did i uh-huh. and ultimately they they cast her and made her black hair because of Celine. right that's well that's the only reason right and then that because it gets referenced in the first two a few times of like you know victor spared you because you reminded her so much of reminded him so much of your daughter or his daughter so sick he kills her family and then he's like you are mine. I can't do a fucking. No, it's fine. But Vic, well, Victor's a pretty sick fuck. I mean, let's be He's real a about sick it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um. The the one thing that Deb brought up, and I feel like it's a good conversation to have. So I thank you to her, even though I don't think she can hear me right now. Um. Was why did the elders 
have to like hibernate. That's the thing she can't wrap her brain around. And I, I tried to give her an answer and really realized that I couldn't come up with one. So my understanding is they need someone in power. And if they, if, if it's the three of them, they would probably clash. So they were like, okay, one rules for a thousand years while the other two sleep so that there's no like overstepping any bounds. And so and, it's strictly and... a political thing and has nothing to do with, I don't think it's anything to do with like, they need the rest. Like, I don't think it's that all because I th- I think it's just, yeah, I think it's a political thing of like, you're in charge for a thousand years and I get to retire for a thousand years and then I get to come back. Right. Except it seems because for a while, all three, again, um, this isn't even Rise of the Lycan, this is an evolution, but that opening scenes in evolution, you see all three of them on horseback going and, and fighting the light, the, not even Lycans, they're, they're, the werewolves, the the William. Williams, yeah. Well, it's not just William, but there's, the Williams. Yeah, the it, it's what? it's well, wait, it's not it, it's not the same thing we came up with for Broom Boy. Was that William? No, the Wilsons. Those were Wilsons. Wilson, the 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 where Wilsons. Close enough. Uh, I like I said, I think it's a political thing, but I that brings me to another question: is William is trapped? He's locked up in that fucking stand-up coffin or whatever, right? Right. He's let out and he's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, give me a scene where Marcus brings him a couple victims for him to feed on, and then he could be like big and hulking. He just walks out like, like, like he wasn't locked up for a thousand years. Like, my, there should be some deterioration. My only thought to that is that the werewolves don't need to feed like, like the vampires do as as much and as such, and also. In that state, maybe he could go into like a, a hibernation status, like not like the vampires where they decay, but I mean like a bear does. Do you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, I, I'm not but arguing against you. I'm just trying to. They're both first and foremost. They're both immortal. Like they have the, and they're even more immortal because they are descendants of Alexander Corvinus. Right. So. Right. But and and I assume, assumingly, all vampires and all werewolves are immortal. Correct. You know, Lucian, Celine, all of them. Victor, all of them. Yeah. Victor was blooded by Marcus. That makes sense because he was blooded by the first vampire. Right. But then, and, and but I'm just saying, like, if they're not, if they don't need us to eat or feed to sustain their own life, then they should at least be a little decrepit because we show the vampires doing that when they're in their fucking coffins. They have like spiders and shit, and they look thin and they look worn out. And they're great. Well, that's what I'm. That's gray. what I'm saying. The the vampires do need to feed, but the but the the werewolves don't as much. So therefore, that might explain why William came out kind of ready to go. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. What I did like, you know, speaking of of these elders and all that, I did like, and and I have a feeling you're gonna have a problem with this, but I did like tying David from Blood Wars and Awakening, but more so in Blood Wars, back to Amelia as as his her being his mother. I actually really I, like that. That is one of the few things that I thoroughly enjoyed of Blood Wars and the character of David. Because I always felt like Amelia was just like, oh fuck her. Like they really didn't do kinda, anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she was like there kinda, and then we're gonna yeah. kill her so that we can make the hybrid. Cause that's what the Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they killed her kind of, and and really, then they brought her back 
for that opening scene in in Evolution, the whole William William thing. <laughs> um, but then they didn't fuck with her at all, and then they are like, oh, well, she, oh, look, I'm I have a I have no problem with that. I did have a bit of a problem with like this fucking weird species of vampires that are like ghosts. What the fuck were they? That was did a little they, weird, did, but at the same you know time, it reminded me, remind me of a vampire that like fucking bit those albino twins in the Matrix Re- Reloaded movie. Well, I, it's funny because I was just gonna say I did like that you have these different, um, different branches of the coven, right? So you've got the East Coven, which is more of that European Transylvanian thing, and then you have the Nordic. the The ghost features a little weird, but and I'm not gonna argue with you there, but I do like the. And honestly, you could even argue that that's less ghost, but that super speed that we've talked about that they, they don't use as much in Interview and in Queen of the Damned. You know what I mean? Like right. we, we talked about that. So that could be more what, right. That could be a little more what that was supposed to represent. Who knows? I'm not going to argue that, but I I understand that. But like, but wait, look, I I, I okay. did like having that that you know the North was more Nordic. You know, with mm-hmm. the blonde and the blue, and I'm not. This is not All trying to blonde. sound right, and it's not trying to sound like airy, and I'm not trying to go down that road. But I'm just saying, like having the different, right? But having these different sacks that are that, yeah. that not all vampires look the same, which I kind of liked. You know, I don't. I I have no problem with that. I'm fine. Like, show me vampires in Africa. Show me vampires in Mexico. Like, sure. I don't give a fuck. Right. But don't fuck with the mythology too much, where it's like. They're all saying, oh, well, vampires are vampires. We're not hybrids. And then show us vampires doing other shit that other vampires can't do. Well, essentially, it's just like, well, they're a hybrid. Is, they're a is hybrid it, of some sort. Maybe not a hybrid, but is it po- not not the hybrid? They're not that werewolf vampire hybrid, but maybe they have evolved and developed a new skill set that the Eastern Coven didn't develop because they're not part of that same line. What awful fucking friends. They're like, hey, man, we found a way to, like, hide ourselves a whole lot easier. We should help well, our race there, out. There's a lot of movies with tribal and shows or tribal things. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, you have, you're going to hate this example, but for people who are fans, follow me here. There's that show, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Fuck the movie that M. Night made, but I'm talking about the actual show. I have I have no opinion of Avatar. I've never seen it. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying, because you're not an anime fan, and that's fine. But the point is, there's there's um, four nations in the show. So you've got Earth, Air, Fire, Water, and Earth. The, what did I say? Earth, Air, so yeah. You, Earth, said, you, yeah. Said, you said all okay. four. You have the four, and only one of them has two different tribes, and that's the Water Nation. There's a southern tribe, which is basically down at the South Pole, and the Northern Tribe, which is basically the North Pole. Okay. And they are very different from one another. And yet they are all one nation. So, I mean, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here between the Nordics I, I and the Eastern, you know. I understand what you're saying. And overall, I, I don't have a problem with it, but explain it. Like, I, I just... Yeah, I'm they didn't. They didn't get into the. Vampires. They didn't get into the guts of it enough, and I do agree with you there. Um, I did like that, and I have a feeling you're gonna not like this, but I did like the fact that they they were able to then give Celine some of that ability, and it made her that much different. I I don't have a problem with her fucking constantly getting upgrades. I have a problem with 
I have a problem with story. Okay. Like, I don't like. I have a problem with the fact that they they really tried to make it seem like we would give a fuck by showing her daughter at the very end, and it's not, and we don't know it's her daughter until you fucking look it up because it's not played by the same fucking actress I, as it was in Awakenings. I think I would have figured that out anyway, but that's just me. But um, I look. I'm. I don't want to have to fucking go through that much research or. No, I'm saying yeah, without the research, I, I I think I would have assumed just watching that 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 was her daughter. To be very honest with you, I don't. Well, I don't know, man. I think I think it ended really weak, and they ended it open ended, like we would like. Now we're gonna go see the sixth one. It's like fuck you. Just fucking look. Write a good goddamn story and make us interested. It doesn't have to fucking leave everything open ended. I'm I'm kind of getting tired of of movies leaving everything open-ended unless it's like, this is a franchise and interconnected, um, like an MCU. You're, like that's where you keep it open-ended. You're not going to like this, but according to this, according to the wiki, um, cause the character's name, just to clarify is Eve. That's the daughter's okay. name. Um, it, it is India Isley. India Isley is the, the, the girl who played her in Awakening. They had someone stand in and then took her image and mo-capped it onto... So it, it is actually that person's face, but it's not her, if that makes sense. Right. It, no, I, I read the same thing when I first watched Underworld 37 fucking six months <laughs> ago or whatever. Right. I just... And I But it just didn't look like her, and they also really didn't... Well, it's a quick glimpse, too. It's a snap. It's a quick it's... glimpse, and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a fuck-you shot. It's kind of like, yeah. ooh, mystery. Like, no, dude, like, have that moment of where she's like, oh my god, it's you. Like, my daughter, and have it in that way. Don't have it just be like, hey, we're two fucking, like, you know, vampire ladies walking in the snow, and we happen to stumble across each other. Yeah, I, I honestly just... Look, I, I see the problems that you that you see, and I don't disagree with you, right? But I I don't feel as strongly about it. I guess, especially going into Blood Wars, like that's that one. I can kind of, I can still, I'm, I'm going to defend that one. Like that tired. one, I can, I, I yeah, and that probably is why you don't make a sixth one. I mean, you just don't. But well, you know. then how then? Then you don't leave a movie open ended like that. It just looks like the. It, oh you know come on! How is? many movies like, have been left open ended like that that they never make a sequel to? Whether it be and one. It pisses me off. Like well, you know, but it, it happens all the fucking time. That's all I'm saying. You know. Never more blatant as like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. No, apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, there's an Underworld uh, TV series in development, but that's been in development since 2016. So whether or not it'll actually come to fruition is a different story. I, but... I, I, Animated or just live action? It doesn't say. It says that okay. Weissman announced um, that he was in in production or in development, but it doesn't get into the what. I don't know, man. I think there's a conglomerate of vampire werewolf shows that have kind of like tried and then didn't go anywhere. Well, and listen, uh, this may be a whole different discussion and maybe one we should have someday, but TV show or. TV shows that have derived from movies have generally not done well. Like, yeah. Le- Lethal Weapon ran a few seasons, but it was plagued with problems. Um, Training Day. Training Day. The se- not to mention Bill Paxton died, but it was it was negatively re- received. It, it wasn't doing well anyway. Yeah, you know. They made a Taken show. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, and there was another one I feel like that I'm forgetting right now. But the 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 point is that doing these these TV shows derived from movies aren't generally well received. Going no. the other way, ironically, going the other way works. You know, like you think about Star Trek. Star Trek started off Star as a series. Sounds like right, but but you also think of things like Star Trek that worked. Yeah, you know, um, I'm sure there's other ones that don't. You know, but. Well, and and you wouldn't think originally because that first Star Trek movie is terrible. That very first, it's the original boring. motion, no, the it's original, the original motion picture is bad. It gets better as it goes on. But anyway, that's uh, bah, bah, bah. um, yeah. I I don't think. Listen, if Kate's not gonna, if Kate is not gonna reprise her role, but see, that's the thing though. Well, let me take that back because I think you could start something new, like a soft reboot with the daughter. I think you could start something fresh, maybe maybe have David involved. I mean, because apparently, and I, I didn't catch this, I actually had to rewind it to make sure, but Celine is now considered an elder. Yeah. You know? No, they say that. They, yeah, they no, but I had to catch it. That. You know what I mean? Her, she's considered an elder. Dave's considered an elder. elder you know. Or, Dave, would, yeah, David. Would there be a third one? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think it's just the two of them um, okay. that I heard them talk about. But I mean, you know, I I did I did like that they brought back what's her name, Soraya from the I think the second one or the first one, the first one, the woman who tried to take power in Blood Wars before you find out that David's a descendant of Amelia. Oh, uh huh, yeah. Um, you know, and I also like the fact that her little like play toy basically was like oh no wait he's in charge fuck off you know yeah which i thought was a cool move i i don't know i mean again i only saw blood wars the one time and i was just kind of like over it i I think you should give it a second chance i do yeah it won't be anytime soon but (laughs) i'll consider it um you know the thing that i would argue with you is that or not argue with it, but agree with you is what I meant to say. Is that when Danny McBride fucked off from the series, is kind of when it starts going the wrong direction. Like with all record, respect it's to not like, the, it's not the same Danny McBride. What do you it's mean? It's not Danny McBride, the comedian. No, but it doesn't I matter. But it doesn't matter. Danny McBride, who was involved in the first three, you know, and then he, and then he kind of fucks off for the fourth one, and definitely not around for the fifth one. Is really when it starts to kind of go south. Um, but I thought, but he, here's the complicated everything. I thought Danny McBride, the writer, was the Danny McBride the comedian. of like of the Seth Rogen comedies, like Knocked Up and well, not Knocked Up, but um, Pineapple Express and and uh, This Is the End, right? Who I've always kind of referred to as like the evil Seth Rogen. But then throw me a curveball. Danny McBride right. wrote Halloween, the 2018 one. But it's not the fucking writer one. It's the fucking evil Seth Rogen one. I'm like, what in the shit? Let's get our shit straight, people. One of you is a writer. One of you is an evil Seth Rogen. Stick to that and just move on. So Yeah, you're not a writer, man. So it's really interesting to me because the um, the special effects, by the way, before we you know get done with this thing tonight, is I've seen a lot of different vampire and werewolf movies, both pre our special like this this month long thing that we've been doing and then even through this and i have to say from a 
transforming and then ultimately getting to the werewolf stage more than anything because vampires don't really do a whole lot of transforming some of them have the teeth that come down or others and there are others that their teeth are just always there but and and then you have this something to do like change into the bat but the underworld doesn't do that so i can't really speak to it there but well i mean uh, what's his name? Not Mark- Victor, uh, well, Marcus. Marcus, Marcus does stars, kind of but, like have the appendages, yeah. Right, but I'm talking as a whole. Like, you don't have, right. you know, all I'm turning it's into not Boss Boys. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. El Todos Hablamos McDonald's deal. Porque cuando están decidiendo qué ordenar, y la tía Carmen te dice, McNuggets, mijo, y una de las hamburguesas con esa salsita, ¿sabes? Ya tú sabes que eso significa una Big Mac. Y lo sabes porque tú también amas esa salsita. Hay un meal para cada cena familiar en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. It's not like when they, you know, all of a sudden they vamp out. Right, or or even just old school Dracula, like old school. You know, he would go to and from a bat like that, you know, so... Um, but he kind of schmaltzy animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like the animation on this, uh, the transitions were not bad. I thought they were done well. And then even the werewolves, when they when they were in full wolf form, were were well done. Now the thing that I found really interesting, though, and I would love your feedback on this, is that in the first one, from what I saw, they were almost all digital. So in the original Underworld, when they got to wolf form, they were pretty much digital. And then they went by Awakening, which we both agree is not the, the best of the bunch. They went more, um, what's the word I'm looking practical. for? Practical. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, they went more practical. Because I saw, I watched like a deleted scenes thing. And they were all in, like there were guys in costume chasing well, I, th- I think for the whole franchise i think it's a mixture because in underworld at least the first one which shows the wolves sort of walking as opposed to running like mm-hmm. when they're running on the walls and shit or galloping towards celine that's obviously digital cgi yeah. yeah but when they're just sort of standing and lumbering that is practical effects i think from even stemming from the first one okay i that's think fair. It's, i think it's a mixture of 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 everything i think it's a mixture of practical mixed with digital i could see that sure but i i have to say like william the the werewolf because we don't see him transition we don't see him change Mm-mm. he's just in the fucking suit it it looks like a big hairy dude it looks like it a does. big hairy wolf yeah and it looks practical it looks old school star warsy it does oh, oh, shit. I'll, I'll even take it a step further not just william all the wolves from that um, generation before they could change, yep. except for, except well, it depends. Like in Rise of the Lichens, when they're running through the woods, that's clearly digital. But when he's that's standing, clearly digital. But when he's standing next to one of them, just standing there, like 
You know what I mean? Then that's clearly practical, too. I think going back to, like, Jurassic Park, there was an explanation, which was if you see the T-Rex in full profile, it's digital. Okay. If you see the T-Rex up close, like its head, it's it's animatronic. Okay. Well, right. Practical as it can be for a T-Rex. But I actually – I did discover this. I think – when they use the when um, Michael rips off the head, like the from the the top job. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Williams when he yeah belt, rips the head apart. Yeah, they that's actually they had used that from the previous Underworld because that's why we see like the top of the skulls being blown off. Mm. More or less, it was the same mold. So they just used that kind of top of the head being ripped off thing. Numerous times. Well, the I mean, I guess that makes sense. You gotta, you gotta, you know, save a dollar here or there. I mean, I get it. Right. You know, sure. Right. But um, I, I, but, but still, the the transition from human to wolf, and then, and then once in wolf, the the continuation of the character, I thought worked. And the other thing that I liked was, um, not all the wolves were the same. You know, like yeah. you, you, you know, like Ray's, who is is the the primary wolf guy beyond Lucian, Lucian. Yeah. yeah, is you can tell he's different than the you know one of the other. Like you, when they're changing, they're not you know drastically different, but you can see enough of a difference. You you can kind of still identify them in wolf form. Who's who? You know. Yeah, he's slightly bigger, and he looks. Uh, he, I mean, not to point out the obvious, but he is a little slight. He's more dark skinned because he's played he, by an African American. Sure. So. Um, it's just, I don't, uh, I don't remember if we said this earlier, but that's, that was the main screenwriter is Kevin Graveau. What do you mean? Oh, the, the guy who that, plays Ray's? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't guy, think we, that's, that's the guy who actually did come up with Underworld. No, we, we did. We definitely didn't talk about that. So that's, yeah. Well, we mentioned, we mentioned like Danny McBride a couple minutes ago, but like, I'm talking about Kevin Graveau. No, no, I'm, I'm the, saying, yeah, we didn't talk about him is what I'm. Yeah. He, he based it on. Because he's a black man, based on his interracial relationships he's had. Oh, you you did bring that up, but I because I remember you saying that statement. I might not have put together that that was him, mm-hmm. but yes, you did mention that earlier. Yeah. Um, so. but I guess he was just like, if I wrote it, I'm gonna be in it because his voice. Just oh, he's got is that, that deep, ne- yeah. <laughs> Dude, like I didn't know someone could outshine Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, you no, know? like well, him. I would say Dennis Haysbert as well. Um, James Earl Jones. James is not that. I mean, it's deep, but it's not as bassy. You know what I'm um, getting? At? Yeah, it, Kevin Graveau's got that voice that sounds electronic. Sure, sure. Uh, but I, I guess I mean he obviously popped up in Underworld. He obviously popped up in Rise of the Lycans. Um, and he's done a lot of sci-fi fantasy comic book shit like he's done digital comic books and yeah i'm looking at it i'm actually pulled up the imdb to see what he's written you know uh well there's actually he's he did write something that i did watch in preparation for this but i'll I'll say that for last um what did you think about the the memories of the vampire blood biting I actually liked it. I thought that was an interesting twist because, I mean, if, if that's always been part of vampire lore, you don't really see that um expressed very much in other films. Like, I don't remember that happening in uh in even Interview with a Vampire, which we both agree is one of the better vampire films out there. Yeah. And 
in, in that particular film, it actually implies that each vampire has a different quote unquote gift. Like Lestat can read minds. Whereas right. Right. There's different. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I remember that. Stephen Wright can dance on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, going for the, the changing of the, the werewolf, I, um, not really in prep for this episode, but just because I wanted to see it, I had never seen it. Right. I finally saw an American werewolf in London. Okay. Have you heard or seen that flick? I, I've like, heard of it, but I've never, I've never watched it. It is such a fucking bizarre film because it's not what I expected it to be. It's neither a horror film and neither a comedy, even though it's viewed as both. Hmm. Like it, when it's funny, it's really campy. And when it's horror, it's like also campy and kind of tongue in cheek and bloody as hell. But like, sure. It's just like the soundtrack features every song that has the title moon in it. <laughs> like, Blue Moon or Moon River and shit like that. Like, just moon constant moon River. songs. Right. And it's actually insanely funny how, like, so it's a couple, a couple guys, a couple Americans. You said it's American back- Werewolf in London? Yeah. Oh, yeah, from There's 81. One in, the old one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the John, John Landis one. And he, he, a couple guys, and they're hiking in England, like rural country England and shit. And they get fucking attacked by a wolf and it rips apart one of them and then bites the other one. Okay, so, see, I know me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but I'm I'm looking at the cast list of this film. I I don't recognize anybody in there. No, well there's there's one person I recognize and the and the characters he plays you you lose me on this film immediately. Okay. Because Frank Oz, who I is in right. is Frank Oz, so I'm not <laughs> talking that. Yeah, we, we 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 both love Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Piggy's in this fucking movie. Okay. Well, look, it's really it's a commercial. It, it it shows the character watching the Muppet Show on TV. But even more than that, Frank Oz is not just Miss Piggy. He plays a different role. He does, Mr. Collins. But here's the thing. And and maybe because he plays Mr. Collins is the way they, they, they list this. But in IMDb, it says Frank Oz, Mr. Collins slash Miss Piggy. And then like four down. Well, right. Well, I'm with you because he does. He, he does that role, whatever. He goes four down, though. And it's Jim Henson, Kermit the Frog, archive footage. So that's the thing. Like it implies that Miss Piggy, if you have never seen this and you're just reading this cast list, it implies that Piggy is opposed Miss- to. Is actually in the fucking film. You know? Yeah, she's the werewolf. She's the <laughs> werepig. <laughs> right, the werepig. I love it. I'm going uh, to come get you. Uh, but, but um, like, there's a part where the where the the main guy if turns this... it over. Sorry, go ahead. Tell your yeah. As but like, see, at the time, this was the go to for like. It's not just slowly the guy oh, sure. turning into a hairy wolf. It was like, like this is I think Rick Baker. And he was, his, mm. or Stan Winston, it was one of the two, I can't remember. But, like, it shows it being super painful, mm. him naked, and his hands, like, getting larger and bones crackling, and it looks like it's a painful thing. And I appreciate right. the fact that Underworld borrowed that. They, it, it made it, it was obviously sped up, 
but you're hearing and seeing shit break. Are you are you talking about the first time Michael turns? Because after 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 like those other werewolves, like Rays, for example, it doesn't seem painful for them anymore. But the first time Michael changes, it's clearly painful. So I'm with you there. But I'm saying like, is, so is that what you're referring to? Is Michael well, I'm first saying change? anytime we see someone first turn into like we know it's their first time, whether right. it's Michael right. or the first time we see. Uh, Lucian or or Rays or whoever turn into a werewolf for the first time, it does that kind of homage to American Werewolf in London. That's American fair. Werewolf in London is fucking weird, though. I, I was like, I don't understand why it's as lauded as it has been. It's it's just a bizarre, fucking weird film. But there's there's a really fucking funny part because the character right before he turns, right before he go, goes through this transformation. He's like sitting on a couch or a bed reading a magazine or a book and the radio plays blue moon and he reacts. Jesus Christ! Because like he's like all of a sudden in pain from turning. But the implication is like he fucking hates that song. That's how it kind of looks. It's like he's just sitting there calmly. Blue moon. Fuck! Jesus! Fuck! Like... Um, so I just have to ask this, and we're gonna move on about American Werewolf in London, and we're gonna move on to back to Underworld. But is is this Alf that I'm seeing on the cast list? The Alf, I think it is. I think it's also there's a scene where he's like going through channels. So it pro, if I remember, it it was like Alf for like on TV. See, for like it looks a too. It, I think it's too old to be Alf because I don't think Alf started until like '85. But anyway, that's anyway. I don't know. Okay, I just thought I, I'd ask. But anyway. Um, um, and then, but yeah, the the going back to your original question about the 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 memories, like I I do appreciate that. I think I think that that showing that memory, I think it got a little overused by the end of the series. Not not the whole, not throughout, but by the end of the series, I feel like it got a little overused. Um, you know, but it was a nice a nice twist to the to the lore. You know, I don't know if I told you there's a there's a vampire. It was like a young adult vampire book series that I was into called the Cirque du Freak. No, but, you didn't. You know what? There's actually uh, one of those on Netflix. That is one of the worst fucking <laughs> vampires. I, it, it's like, like it's one of those like, oh, I'm a Puritan. I the books are so much better. But like, I watched the movie like in theaters because I was really fucking excited to see it. And sure, uh, Joe, L.A. Joe, he and I were both reading the series. We we're both huge fans. And then we saw that movie and we were like, this is fucking awful. Like they tried to jump like the entire book series into one movie. And it was woefully miscast. Like I loved some John C. Riley, but he was not the character that was in the book. <laughs> and, I, and, and the main kid who like is the main character who plays the character Darren Shan, which is the name of the author of the books, was just fucking awful. Just like stiff and wooden, just stood there blank. Like he's he become it's called the vampire it's called the vampire assistant Cirque du Freak which is stupid and he just like he's told he's gonna become a vampire he's just like really <laughs> okay like like dude you're not like at least Keanu fucking tried to give some fucking emotion when he was like facing a vampire right but in the in the book in the book in the book series, in the book series um there's a they are able to when they drink the blood they are able to kind of absorb the soul. And 
we, we, and they view it as like keeping that person's memories and personality on. It's actually a sign of respect for the vampires. For example, there's a character that talks about how, uh, obviously in their, in their lore, Shakespeare, uh, was on death's door and he had so many sonnets and, and, and stories that he hadn't written down because he was old and a vampire drained him and then ghost wrote a bunch of the plays uh, right around he had died. Just That's to interesting. That's an interesting concept. Right. So when I, you know, this whole like memory transfer thing, I kind of view it the same way. Like the, the main character, Darren Shan, Darren Shan is like 15 years old at okay. the beginning of the series. Right. And he becomes a half vampire to save his friend. And so he gets sort of suckered into it. And then, you know, by in the second book, he is trying to retain his humanity as much as possible. He doesn't want to feed. He doesn't want to drink mm. any blood. And he's he, Louie. He's yeah, he's Louie. But I don't even know if he's going as far as like eating rats. I don't think he's just no, like but I'm just not. saying like Louie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that type of thing. And then he befriends this young kid who has a penchant and an appetite for pickled onions. Like, all, has a jar of pickled onions. It, they're set in England or Scotland sure. or something. So sure. I don't know. Maybe they're big. Um, and the kid dies in a freak accident. So he just he finally gives in into feeding. So he feeds on his best friend to let his memory keep going and to absorb his soul and to kind of always have him with him in that ship. And then at the end, the book that the second book ends with him saying, anybody have any pickled onions? So like, obviously the, the character traits and the appetite kind of sure. goes with that as well. So like little shit like that with underworld of the passing of the memories. And, and I, I think works, but I'm also, uh, agree. It's a bit, it we kind of became a little bit overblown, especially in the last film. I want to say they did at least three times throughout maybe, the film. Maybe more. It was maybe more. It, yeah. it was quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the overall concept I I, I liked. So I I like the fact that they ran with something different like that. You know, I I like all vampire movies where they take the basics but fuck with the mythology just enough. Yeah. Where it's a new yeah. fresh idea and it's different. I I agree, and that's and it's kind of like that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because it's it's like that. It's exactly what that is. You know, so we're not we're not talking about Cirque du Freak, but like. I mean, in all honesty, that may be like a book series that you may try. You might, you might actually be into it because they're. It's not like it's a long fucking read, but it's vampire shit. And it's really interesting. The first couple books are kind of like aimed for young adults, but then they get darker throughout. It's like Harry Potter, then, right? Because they did that. It's it, yeah, it's like Harry Potter. If Harry Potter was a half vampire, as opposed well, no, to no, but I'm just fucking... saying like how it starts kind of kid friendly and it gets darker as he moves on, right? Because the book, the books do that too, if I recall from what you yes. told me. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole mythology where the vampires that we know that we look in film and blah blah blah, yeah, are actually of a separate sect of vampire race called Vampanese. And what they, they're the ones that have like basically unintentionally started all the vampire lore that we're oh. all grown accustomed to. Okay. So the difference is, is vampires only like they, they try to avoid killing humans as much as possible. They knock out people. They cut a slit in their leg or something. Take a couple sips 
and then be on their way. They don't kill the humans. But like I said, of the absorbing of the souls, the Vampanese do that because they're super into rituals and and customs. So they drain each of their victims, gotcha. not because of maliciousness, but because that's part of their religion. Sure. And and the overindulging of all the blood has made their skin purple for years of just consuming all this blood. Huh. So their their skin becomes purple and 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 their eyes are also kind of red and shit like that. So it's it's interesting to see, like I said, different different interpretations as long as it doesn't fuck with it too much. A la Twilight. You know what sure, I mean? sure, exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, I, I I don't know much much more we can say. Did you have anything else you wanted to do talk about with Underworld uh, before we move on? Yeah. Or I, fuck I, off. I, I just, do. What do you got? I got I got so I watched uh, I Frankenstein. Oh right, because a couple of the people dropped off the last Underworld to go do that project, including well, Speedman, right? No, no. Oh, I thought Scott Speedman was in that. No, no, no. Um, Kevin Graveau, right? Uh, wrote did it. He did a digital comic book uh, called I Frankenstein, and then wrote the story, and then the the screenplay, and he's also in it. And it is. It was intended to be a spinoff crossover for Underworld. Ah. So going into it, I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, first off, I'm thinking this is fucking awful. This is just really <laughs> bad. Like it's really, really bad. And the weird thing was that Steph and I did a back-to-back Frankenstein marathon, just two films. We watched Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with fucking Robert De Niro. Okay. You know, the yeah. look of me, huh? Yeah. And then as soon as that ended, we put on I Frankenstein so I could talk about it for today. And it's kind of weird how because it ends, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein ends with, you know, the monster kind of having his story over with. And then I Frankenstein opens with how the previous one sort of ends. But they're not connected. It's just they're both based on the more or less the same book. Right. So it's kind of weird how it was like, (laughs) in the book, it was kind of weird how it like, was an unofficial weird sequel and also a spinoff to Underworld. Aaron Eckhart plays the monster. Oh, that's he plays the monster or Doctor Frankenstein. No, Doctor Frankenstein's barely in it. It's just flashbacks and like glimmers, okay. and I don't know who the fuck plays him. But it's Aaron Eckhart plays the fucking monster, and the monster is given the name Adam because obviously first creation. Of oh, a, oh, I get it. Take, yeah, which is actually I didn't realize but that's been done. Before, like I've actually oh, sure. the few times the monster has been given a name, it's usually Adam. I mean, we as a lore just call him Frankenstein, right? But, right. But he's really the Frankenstein's monster. But like they did an episode of they did a whole season of Buffy, and there was a Frankenstein type monster instead of being human parts, it was human parts mixed with uh, demons and creatures and shit. But he was given the name Adam, so. So I'm watching this movie, man, and Steph and I are like, this is this is going on so fucking long. This is the this feels forever. It was only an hour and thirty two minutes, but it felt like three fucking hours. I hate when that does that. I know what you're saying, but I hate when movies do that. Yeah. So this is the premise, right? And and you can you can see where there was like, okay, this actually could have fit for Underworld. So Adam Frankenstein it discovers that there is a a war away from the humans. It's not werewolves and vampires. It's demons and gargoyles. Okay. 
That's interesting. So, so the gargoyles were created by Saint Michael, the Archangel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, I, I know you know. You were fucking Catholic. I'm just reminding of the fucking uh, audience. <laughs> the audience. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, and like they're the gargoyles that like hang out on churches and shit. Sure. But they're and then like they're kind of like asleep, but they're keeping watch on, and then they revert to a human-ish form. And Jai Courtney, fucking Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad, yep. is one of them. And the woman yeah. who plays, she's in uh, Lord of the Rings, but she plays the woman who fucks up uh, the Witch King, who says, I am not a man, and then fucks him up, like the one that's kind of flirting with Viggo Mortensen. I, yeah, and, there's there's two women here. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, I'm trying to see... If, if that's it's not her, oh, that's definitely not her. <laughs> uh, all respect to, to who it is, but that's not her. It's got to be, yeah, Mara- Miranda Otto is got to yeah, be, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, as you're looking at the credits, obviously you see another familiar face, which which is my biggest problem with it. How to, if it's supposed to be a spinoff? Fuck that. Right. Well, it was intended to be a possible spinoff crossover. But then they and they were supposed to like add like Celine was supposed to have a cameo at the very end. She was supposed to fucking show up, mm. and they were like, "This is just not going well." So fuck it. Let's let's not fuck with our money making franchise for this fucking little yeah shitty fucking franchise. But yeah, Bill Nye. And by the way, it is Bill Nye. I actually fucking did some research. It is Bill Nye. Okay. So you were right. No, I said Nye is how he stresses the e on the end, not like Bill Nye the Science Guy. I I saw it as like pronounced like N I E Bill Nye. Okay, but I don't. Know. Anyway. But here here's the thing: you want to talk about how he pronounces shit? This dude I didn't realize over pronounces things. Yeah. There's a part in this because okay, spoiler for those who are gonna fucking maybe see I Frankenstein, please don't. <laughs> he is the Prince Demon. He's the Demon Prince. He's the bad guy. His name is fucking Prince. Not Nubius or something, not Nerebus or whatever. Prince, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, Prince, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Prince, demon fucker. Um, <laughs> I see when he does this as Davy Jones, where he like Jack Sparrow, like he yeah. does that kind of emphasis on the exaggeration. He says to I, he says to fucking Adam, I am a demon prince. <laughs> you will kneel before me. Like it's so. But that's it. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not arguing against any of that because obviously I didn't see it, and I trust that that's the truth. But the, he doesn't always do that because I, I immediately think of Love Actually, and he doesn't. He's in it, but he does, when he's in it, he doesn't talk like that. And also in Pirate Radio, which I know you haven't seen yet, but right. I I mean when he I guess when he's playing like a supernatural thing like Victor, yeah, or Victor, Victor. See when Victor did. I just took it as because the only time he really overstresses as Victor is when he's still hooked up to all the blood packs, like he's still kind of being revived from slumber. So I just took that as like, you know, like no, that's all. No, but I'm just saying, like when I watched it, that's where I, you know, I took it from. So uh, yeah, the demon guy, (laughs) (laughs) Bill, 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 Bill. Um, No, it's it's awful. It's a fucking. It's so bad. And it has an abundance of bad CGI, and it's like constant slow mo fighting and mm. like overly fucking theatrical. Like this is why 
we can appreciate the Underworld films, at least the first three, is they, they really try to make the fighting stylized but realistic. Yeah. Whereas this fucking movie is just so goddamn unreal. I mean, it's a fucking movie with vampires and demons and gargoyles and shit. It's not well, I mean, realistic. As realistic as you can get. Like, I mean, there's that scene at the end of the first Underworld where she, like, jumps across the room and slices Victor's head in half, you know, with one swipe. Right. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I get what you're, I, I follow what you're saying, you know. There's, yeah, actually, you brought something up. Remember the first one where she shoots a hole in the floor, just like <laughs> shoots repeatedly and spins? Yeah. Uh, Mythbusters did a whole segment. Oh, I, I, I'm just thinking about the same thing. I've seen, yeah, the, you, you can, no, it's not, they weren't picking on Underworld, to be fair. They were picking on any movie with. Gunfire. Equilibrium, I think, did that too. So, well, no, I mean, think about I. I was just watching Thor Ragnarok, and towards the end, um, Scourge pulls out Des and Troy, the two machine guns he gets from Texas. Um, I just loved how he says Texas. So anyway, but he 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 pulls him out, and he must have fired off four or five cliffs worth of ammo before he he was empty. And it and right. and Mythbusters, as you were starting to say, proved that it didn't matter the gun, any high powered weapons empty in five seconds. It's like and then you're done. Like Yeah. I'm not overly fond of movies. What well I'll tell you what drives this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but this this drives me and Michael insane. Where a character cocks a shotgun. Yeah. Or or a handgun, and all they're doing is just throwing out a fucking clip they're or uh, they're throwing out a round like yeah they're doing it to look badass but all they're doing is just losing a shot except so men in black because in men in black there's no rounds okay. but yeah i know what you're saying in men in black there's very little plot let alone fucking rounds <laughs> fuck you i love those movies anyway i, I like the i like the first two it, i, I like the third one little... i like the third one a lot i do i have to i have to give it a shot but uh, Josh Josh Brolin does a fucking spot on Tommy that Lee Jones. True. He does that a... is very true. He does an amazing. How you know my name? Yeah, he, he really does. Um. Anyway, um, so but... anything else on Underworld before we we just say fuck it and go off into this full moon and hope we don't change? CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Bite him. Damn it. Pop. Pop. Ask you. Pop.
Where's Ralph? He's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual. Oh boy. Hey Ralph, can we get some of that too? Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah, yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good.